Welcome to Mohani Loves Podcast. Let's talk about it. Today we have Angel Hiles. Angel Hiles is a licensed therapist in the state of Ohio and West Virginia. She has spent the last seven years vigorously studying the areas of trauma, human development, and relationships so that she could resolve her own wounds and be a more effective therapist and a healthier person. Angel has worked with children, adolescents, adults, and couples. She was a school-based therapist in rural and inner-city schools where she provided trauma-informed care to clients and staff. She offers abuse counseling to adults and adolescents. Currently, Angel provides therapy to adults and couples only and has started her own business, Holistic Healing, Mind, Body, Spirit, to provide coaching to anyone who would like to grow spiritually and heal relational wounds. She utilizes an integrative approach that is rooted in interpersonal neurobiology, which combines mind, body, energy, and relationships. Angel is passionate about her faith and wholeheartedly enjoys helping others tap into their own strengths and faith to assist them in their personal and spiritual journey. Angel, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Thank oh, you so much. I, you, you're welcome. You are very interesting. Right. Thank you. Let's start with trauma. When when people hear the word trauma, it can cover so many different areas mm-hmm. in a person's life, right? Yes. And so where did your trauma start? Oh, childhood, way back. <laughs> uh, Around what age? Was it adolescent age, teen? No. Let's see. I would say... When you kind of, the more I've learned, and now that you're asking me it in that way, um, it's allowing me to think a little bit more deeply that I'm sure it started, you know, my parents divorced at age five. Of course, at that time, I don't think, you know, it was trauma, but you know, developmentally, that was like the first change. Um, and, but I had probably my first trauma injury um, after that, well, I guess second, right? Um, probably around age eight, I would say. Um, and that pretty much started the life of, um, living with trauma, unresolved, um, issues. So essentially there was, um, childhood sexual abuse. So, um, in that it, you know, I never told anyone for a long time, like mm-hmm. ever really, um, more as an adult now, but looking back, um, what trauma does is, you know, it's described as, you know, anything, any life event that overwhelms your natural ability to cope. So, you know, many things that we endure as children, we don't know that it's trauma per se and sometimes they're not actual life events they're just 
maybe, you know, family dysfunction mm-hmm. can happen a lot, right? If we've grown up in family systems that had a parent who was addicted or, um, you know, a parent struggled with mental health issues mm-hmm. or both, you know, if there was lots of physical abuse or, you know, just depending on what the style of parenting was, um, mm-hmm and if parents had poor boundaries or very rigid and authoritative or very overly permissive, we lack boundaries, right? So all of these things are very important for healthy development, childhood development. So when we're Mm -hmm. lacking that, we're growing older, but we're not completing developmental stages. Mm -hmm. So that was- I agree. And wait, 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 so so you're not old. I was also sexually abused when I was younger. How about that? We have not that I wear it. I don't wear it proud, like a badge, like hey, right. yeah. <laughs> you. But, but you know, that's it's always nice. You know, you're not alone in that regard, and people don't and, you know, and they I have the to, shame attached to it. Yes, I wanted to share that with you. Why? Because of those deep breaths that you took in the beginning. Hmm. I connected with that and I could hear. And I said, uh-uh, let me let her know she is not alone. And guess what? We're not alone. What it is, is when you're bold enough to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Listen, even with me being able to laugh, that's just my character. And, you know, um, it's not easy to always tell somebody, oh, just, you know, just shake it off. Right. Everybody has their time when they can say, all right this happened that happened but see what you're doing that's phenomenal is you opened up a practice to help other people and everybody that you help you heal too that's just what I think that you can you're healing as you're helping do you think so oh absolutely that's exactly how it works and the more we heal ourselves you're right like that's that ripple that we share that and even when other people are healing that absolutely helps you heal more like everything's connected and it's just a very beautiful phenomenon when you're acknowledging these pain points so they can have acknowledgement so you can heal them and release them and you know create and a don't hold story. on to them. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah like that was just an experience that happened and and in doing so you know, that is what helps you integrate that into your experience and into, um, you know, more of a cohesive story rather than, you know, disassociated event and part of yourself that kind of gets tucked away. Well, I'll tell you this, mine was a cousin. So it wasn't even, you know, thank God it wasn't a parent. It was a cousin. Mm-hmm. But um, um, you also... Um, well that's well just like you were talking about as we develop so that's part of the human development that you're trying to work on developing healthy Mm -hmm. right to change your the situation so you can continue to develop in a healthy way yes so to elaborate on that a little bit more so another thing with trauma when an injury occurs Mm-hmm. They say, you know, development kind of stops there, right? Um, and pretty much like emotionally or even um, more probably emotionally, right? Like, so if 
my or whoever's you know injury started at five years old right like so mm-hmm. there's some aspect of that that still carries out through the lifespan until that's resolved right so you know perhaps somebody will behave in a way that's more childlike right like temper mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes um, um and really needing permission a lot you know kind of just carrying on the traits more of a of a child right um but really mm-hmm. the temper tantrums is typically right we don't know how to handle our emotions so we act them out or um you know we don't feel like we can trust ourselves or other people or feel safe in our bodies because mm-hmm. usually that's the first to go is that safety piece and trust and that's the foundational piece of development is trust so that's really key work to one we have to identify where the injuries occurred and then kind of look at you know how did you make meaning out of that or how is it showing up in your body right because that's the mind body part because trauma lives in the body it doesn't you know it's not a rational experience mm. and you don't even know you're carrying it around right that's correct because most because of your body you're right your body acts out it's just like watching a child act out and you're like oh they were acting strange because that was going on and they just didn't want to tell me so it's like you 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 have all of these um you ex- your experiences are different Absolutely. Like the acting out part. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now, now when you um, you also work in the school as um, as a school based therapist, and I think I earlier we had a conversation, and I was telling you that I work for a all boys group home, and I was one of the teachers in the school, and I would have to take the students over to the nurse or the or the therapist. And they would give them medication. And I always would wonder about that because the kids would go from talking and happy. And then when we come back, they're just quiet doing their work. And it was amazing. I just wondered, um, is part of that part of the therapy, like that the medication that they give to keep them, their mind off of what's going on maybe? Because they were uh, waiting to be adopted. They were in the group home setting. Well, of how to answer, you know, because I'm not a I know physician, <laughs> however. Uh, but yeah, medication is designed um, to kind of minimize or uh, what is the word I'm looking for? To turn down the intensity of some of the symptoms. Mm, yes. That make it very challenging for children to regulate themselves so that helps them focus that helps them you know have some relief from you know probably extreme hyperactivity um inattentiveness aggressive tendencies um you know and really helps them just settle in and focus a bit more i agree with you because that's what would happen they would be Mm -hmm. fine after you know afterwards and it's so funny because it was timed exactly right mm-hmm. it's like they knew when they would have a up you know when they would be more active and but I have another question about relationships um you said you also work with uh relationships right yes Adult relationships. Yeah. so your observation and, and you working with couples 
And if you had a couple who, these are couples who were abused or they have substance abuse, or is it, or is it everything around the board? A couple not getting along or one cheated and they're trying to build their relationship back. Like, mm-hmm. are those the kind of couples you work with? Yes, it is um, a little bit of everything, but I would say primarily what I see. Mm-hmm. So yes, one person could have, you know, had a, an affair it's a betrayal trauma of some sort. Um, or a lot of the times they're, they don't have, um, the effective skills to communicate properly, resolve conflict. They don't know how to repair wounds or, um, or just, you know, relational rupture or like they don't know how to understand each other. Um, or they have a, a a common one is like an, an avoidant attachment with a anxious attachment. So one person needs a lot of assurance and the other person likes to be distant. So it's, they get stuck in these really bad patterns, you know, that, that don't help them. So I like to identify the bad pattern and then help them build those skills to, you know, promote intimacy and a healthy understanding and um, repair those wounds. Um, have you, are they resistant? Are they like resistant in the beginning? Um, yeah, sometimes for sure, especially a person that, you know, so a recent couple, the husband had just found out about an affair and he was very angry, of course, um, and her and closed off. So, I mean, he definitely presented resistant and his body language showed it. And, um, and actually I used that in the, in the session and kind of spoke to it of what I was feeling, you know, it, it actually, uh, created a reaction in me. And I spoke about it. Like, you know, I feel a little activated, if you will, you know, what kind of energy you're bringing right now. It doesn't, you know, um, invite compassion or, you know, that I, I would want to feel safe sharing something with you. So if you're wanting your wife to be, um, sharing and vulnerable with you, that behavior is not going to help you get there. So that's a, an example. I have a question. Why is it, um, okay. Cause this is something that I've always heard that, okay. When a man cheat, right. Women be upset. Okay, okay. But when a woman cheats, the man, the husband's really pissed off. Why is that? Why does it seem worse when she does it? I, um... (laughs) That's a loaded question. (laughs) And I don't know if it could be, you know, such a blanket statement or anything. Everybody's different, but, you know... Right, right. Um, I think you know, men and women are different and, and some are absolutely devastated by it as well. Um, so basically I would just say even with women, but in the, with men, you know, they typically, you know, they take it personally, right? Like, you know, but women do too. So that's why I really can't actually go with gender on that. It's just. If, oh, okay. Cause that's the saying that they say, you know, 
Yeah. I just I never asked a therapist. Yeah, no, I don't. I really don't see, I haven't run into that or that I can say, sure, there's a, a difference in gender and how they respond because there's a lot of women that re- react strongly like that and take it personally of, you know, what was wrong with me. And I think there's just a humanness to that, a human element that says, you know, did I not do something good enough or, you know, mm-hmm. why did this happen? It must be me. And that's just, again, a, a human instinct that we tend to take it on because the mind is trying to make sense of something so painful and so we typically just assume we did something wrong Mm. and like i see that you help people reconnect back to who they were Mm -hmm. back to themselves Mm -hmm. does that what's been the longest time that it took you with a person or or is there no time everybody have their own time once they start therapy with you right yeah I would say everybody has their own time because they can be in different stages, you know, in in their lives. And, um, you know, if they're fresh into the work, like, again, if somebody just found out, you know, you have to go through grief and a lot of pain um, and trauma, right? Like that initial shock and really heal Mm -hmm. that, give yourself time to feel it. And then maybe warm up to the idea of forgiveness or, you know, then looking at things to repair. But you can't just jump into that when you're in shock and a, a trauma state. So in those situations, you know, I, I absolutely help a person learn how to regulate and calm themselves and come back to present. Because in those states, we can't help when that happens, you know. Um, but what we learn is how to self-soothe and that part is typically not taught to us when we're growing up how to self-soothe and what is self-soothing i mean i can basically figure out what it is but what is it to hear from you yeah self-soothing is the ability to it's you know having self-awareness to know okay my stress response that threat response is activated you know my heart rate's elevated um i'm sweaty you know i feel i have racing thoughts um basically like panic like symptoms you know you feel like on edge you kind of may want to act out because that's a you know a typical response you know fight flight freeze faint um, fix as Terry real says. So we have these automatic response kick in, which Mm -hmm. is that survival instinct. So rather than, so as when we start to heal, when we realize we're in that state, we want to breathe and really bring our awareness to our bodies and know that, and remind ourselves that we're safe right? Like this is Mm -hmm. okay. Like I feel hurt and really now we're bringing awareness to we're having an experience. So trauma tends to trick the brain to think it's happening right now. And it's reminding ourselves that we are having this emotional experience that it, we are not that right. That we can feel it and we can move through it. And then telling ourselves nurturing thoughts or, you know, giving ourselves permission to be hurt and then Mm. shifting that energy, whether it's, you know, calling a friend or turning on something funny or a soothing sound and um, petting the dog, you know, something that's soothing and writing in your journal, 
those are examples. And what is the time frame? And the reason why I, I kind of chuckled because I thought about myself, all right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, because we all go off, and I call it go off the dark end sometimes. Mm-hmm. You'll be sitting there and your mind starts, I mean, it can you can see a commercial <laughs> about a chocolate candy bar and you'll remember when somebody smashed one in your face 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's an example because the brain, the human brain is amazing, right? It is. And then you start, you, 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 you see that vision. Then you start to feel inside how you felt. And then you think about that person never apologized to me. And then you think about, oh, they still do the same. When do you say to you, when do you stop it? Like, what's that time frame? Do you stop yourself? from going off the deep end and that's what I call it <laughs> <laughs> look I call it that for myself because I mean you start to think about stuff and I'm like oh and then but lately I've been doing pretty good though mm-hmm. I, I've decided I'm going to I want to ask you this too I think I want to write these big words on pieces of paper in my room that says happy be happy like really big right yeah. <laughs> go for it uh, only because life experiences it is what it is. It's a, it's a shame that we really can't forget them, mm-hmm. and we're told to forgive them. Um, how do you? What when is what is that time frame? I mean, I don't know if you really can answer that question. This is something that I'm thinking about. Like, how soon do you cut it? <laughs> You are wanting to know a lot of time frames. (laughs) I think people do, you know, they're looking for that, but everybody's different. So, you know, it, it depends on how extensive trauma was, you know, um, and how long things have happened. If we were, you know, if we've experienced injuries for 20 years straight in different ways, um, or chronic abuse, you know, that takes a while, right? Because, and yeah. even if we've done a lot of healing, like, you know, I feel a lot of relief and consider myself, you know, healed per se. But, you know, there's going to be times where a new layer is going to hit where I experience a trigger and it's a new opportunity to be part of myself, right? So look at it as more of that just layers of opportunity to heal the effects that, um, the more a person grows and is using mindfulness to be present and feeling these things that have happened in the past, but giving, you know, them the attention in the present moment, mm-hmm. it gets so easier each time. So when, and I call it going down the rabbit hole or, you know, off the, yes, yeah. you know, uh, when the mind just goes and goes, you know, it's just a, a gentle acknowledgement of that. And then, and refocusing you can even ask yourself you know how am I feeling right now how did that feel when that person smashed that in my face you know what did I need at that moment mm-hmm. I needed a hug I needed somebody to protect me you know I'm so angry you know it's mm-hmm. really allowing yourself to go there and give yourself that younger self Mm, what to get it need. all out, right? Yeah, and give yourself that now mm-hmm. that you needed then. Does that make sense? So if I needed yes. that encouragement, that acceptance, you know, I can join her 
now, you know, I can step into that moment and say, you know what? Hmm, that was not right. Like I am here with you right now. You know, we got That's right. Reassure yourself, basically. That's right. And you, nurture, yeah. nurture yourself. Nurture yourself. Yes, yes. How do you, what about, I, and look, all of this free therapy you're giving up. Listen to <laughs> How do you reassure, okay, not reassure, the wrong words. Okay, I call it repeat offender, hmm. right? So let me tell you what I call that. Okay. When the same situation is presenting itself and you get caught again and you do it, you like, how did I let that happen again? The same exact thing. Oh, honey, you have no idea how many times my life repeated itself. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I said, never again. <laughs> and there's what? the pattern yet again, right? And yes, back, the pattern. Yep, yep, yep. I can read this. Do you want to give me an example? Oh, uh-oh. Well, I really should ignore emails from a certain individual. Okay. But whenever I get the email or the inbox, I answer. But it's not a nice answer. It's like, you know, you don't get it. I don't want to be bought. And, but the right thing for me to do is ignore it, though. Mm-hmm. That's really the right thing. In. To not answer the emails. Like, if you see the name, just delete it. Keep on going. But it's something in me that's like, oh. You don't get it, huh? And that part I'm working on because ignoring is a way better response than no response is the best response. Mm-hmm. In in a situation like that, I'm saying. Yes. Oh, I would love to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing that this person may, you know, I'm not being on. We were in a relationship. But yes. just to describe traits, um, mm. maybe either narcissistic tendencies or... Um, yes. Um, okay. So those people with those kind of traits, emotional mm-hmm. manipulation, intimidation, um, is that right? Or, yes. Okay. Um, yes, there is absolutely the always no response <laughs> because so I'm working on that I know I'm so proud of you Very I have good. to put on the on the wall no response is the best response yes I, I, yes. you know I remember I Just remember don't get in the ring <laughs> don't get in the ring <laughs> so I have to figure out how to like okay don't do it just ignore it. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm actually waiting for the next time I get an email and say, go ahead, this is your chance. <laughs> Don't respond. So I'm, I'm working on that. I have a question oh. for you. Yes. So before I ask the question, I do want to give you praise for that. Um, so yes, that is also how it works. So you don't have to beat yourself up, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have this acknowledgement and you know that this is showing up and that is how it works for all of us. We keep getting opportunities until we choose differently, right? And we right. learn and and move on, right? So mm-hmm. the next time, you know what you'll do. So you'll choose not to respond. But let's take a look at it real quick. Mind me asking, so okay. what about, what happens in, in you when you mm. think about not responding or, you know, what, motivate you what are you experiencing when you respond okay i would 
to give you a brief background, I was raised by a very strong woman. I have a sister that don't take no crap. We say what we got to say. So I'm a talker, always have been. So what happens in me, not that I'm my blood boil or anything like that. I, I have to answer and say, are you kidding me? What, to, to make him understand that, no, it's not happening. I'm not, I don't want to be bothered. So you ask me what happens in me. I don't get angry at anything. I just, <laughs> I just start, you know, answer back. It's like, you don't get it. Leave me alone. Just that and the other. And I, I, I it's just a reason. I've always been a person like that. I would be a great lawyer probably. <laughs> <laughs> so you like having the last word. You know what? If, Okay, if their last word is, you know what, I'll never bother you again. I'm sorry, whatever. I'll say thank you, and it'll be over. Never think about it again. We call the truth, but that's usually not the. It, it, I just won't get any more emails. And for some reason, I I kind of sat down and said, I know what it is. Let me not. Let me tell me how this sounds. Tell me what you think about this. Okay, okay. Andrew. Okay. So they know me well and they know that they're going to get a rise out of me. So now it's time for me to reverse it and don't answer at all. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's exactly right. Right. So how they receive it when you, not just you, when a person replies, right. Mm-hmm. It reinforces that they still have control basically. Uh, makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so even if it's negative and you're still sending the message that you don't want anything to do with them, you're still engaging in it and they don't see it any other way, but uh, yeah, they're still, they're still hooked kind of thing. Like, ah, yes. No matter what I'm saying, just the fact that I'm responding, that's what it means. Yes. Yes. See, I've never, see, listen, I was in the 17 to 20, I was with somebody over 30 something years before we, I divorced him and now this is the new thing. And I'm not used to these new people. <laughs> what kind of people are these walking around here? So um, I, I get you. Thank you so much. I got it. And I, and I even said, you know, people have said like, my mother would go, well, why do you respond? And I'm looking at her. I never get it. But I got it when you just said it. There are times in a person's life when something clicks. And what it is, is I have to learn how not to be responsive. Mm-hmm. So I could also... Reactive. Add, yes, yes. Um, and understanding how they're, they're on their mindset, right? Like, so every time you're engaged, they just think, yep, I have the power. I still have the control. Um, there's no authentic, genuine anything going on on the other side mm, I so, agree but I want to ask you even further too like so if in my own experience right that mm-hmm. when I've realized when I've looked at myself in similar patterns like this right it's mm-hmm. where else in my life has this pattern existed right why is it so difficult for me to say no to let someone go, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, yep. and so yeah, what what do you think you experience, or is there anywhere else you can see? That's just me. I hold on to everything. I, my kids, my I hold on to everybody, everything. Remember, I told you some family. Somebody could do something to me or say something, and I still okay. Well, that's family, so just keep on. I was just raised that way to hold on, and that's the part. And, and what you're showing me now is, you know, um, there was someone I interviewed with and he was saying that all people need therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And he actually, he, he's African-American. He was like, you know, black people really need therapy, but we, we they run from it like, I don't need no therapy. <laughs> but, right, I realized that, see, therapy is a technique that's used for the brain. That's what I that's what I'm taking from it to me. The words that you said to me, I don't know what it is. I've been t- said that that has been told to me before, right? But it didn't connect. Mm-hmm. But when I just explain that to you and then you you everything you said to me walked me right through. You you walked me through it. You're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Thank you so... I have to really thank you for that. You are very welcome. That's imp- That was amazing. My pleasure. That's what, and I, I, it's like... It's not a hurt. Like, I'm like... And especially when I didn't do anything to somebody. And I'm like... Oh, no, I have to figure out what this is. That's what it is. I have to know what was it. What did I do? What did I... I don't know how to, and I have to learn how to you let it go. If they let it go and they get ready to come talk, then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Right. Like, so taking your power back, essentially, like checking in with you mm-hmm. to say, what do I want or what's happening in me when this person is doing X, Y, Z, right? Like, so again, we look at more of that family history of interactions right because again developmentally we it's our learned programming what we've experienced how our families function how to how do they solve conflict do they avoid it do they gossip behind each other's back uh you know do they Mm. dismiss wrongs right like they Mm. when people hurt us we're like oh that's just how they are like no that's not right you know Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay to say this is not okay and sometimes you know, if we weren't raised in systems like that, or we just got used to, you know, boundaries being violated or, you know, I have one or being told, oh, they're just like that. So you have to understand because that person's just like that. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very good. So yeah, taking a look at some of those themes in your life, right. And, you know, so as you continue to grow and live, you can make more conscious decisions of how you want to interact with people. Like there's still a choice, you know, I don't have to get offended by your behavior, but I can still say, you know, that's not cool. Kind of thing. like, I'm no. not, I'm not going to dismiss that, but you know, I can right. maybe decide, do I want to spend energy on that? No. Okay. But that's right. still cool. Or so, do you want to be around the person? Right. Like, do you, exactly. you know? Which goes to boundaries. So, you know, it's very okay to say, you know, to be choosy of who you spend your energy or your energy, yes, but time with of, 
you know, who gets the more intimate parts of me, right? Like not everybody, as Brene Brown says, deserves our, you know, our intimate stories, our trust. Wow. You're so right. You, audience listening, I didn't told all my business, but guess what? <laughs> it was so worth it. And I, I'm just going to print a t-shirt that say boundaries. it's so true my life started to change immediately when I started uh, implementing healthier boundaries and and squashing that myth of um, you know taking care of yourself self-care and boundaries is not selfish everyone listen to me it is not selfish to take care of yourself to stand up for yourself wow to share your needs to express your wants and needs it's okay Wow, you guys hear that? Oh wow. I you know what? I actually feel lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, um I I've always been that person that um I why well, can I remember the words now because they always say, Oh, do things and want permission. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like um okay so I'm going to England next week and I'll say to my mother oh you know what I'm going to England and then whatever her response is it's like oh I'm not gonna go because she said instead of me standing firm Mm. on me going to England so you feel bad so you tend to take on the responsibility of your feelings I'll be honest with you I don't know what the feeling is it's just it's a I don't want to call it a condition. Just like you said, when we are raised, just raised a certain way. And that's that part where I have to, you know, it's like standing firm. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And that's that. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like maybe giving yourself permission to enjoy your life. You know, it's absolutely okay to travel and it's also okay to love your family and want the best things for them for them when when you're able mm-hmm. but you know sometimes people can tend to feel bad or guilty for doing fun things and being more independent if it's not fitting into the family um, motto or family culture of um know kind of how you were raised mm-hmm. yeah taking the needs on of others and mm-hmm. and sometimes it's more responsibility that is actually is that but you know all cultures are different so it's not like you know anybody's judging any of that but it's also finding your own way to mm-hmm. establish the ba- the balance that's going to make you know where you can find your peace hmm. i'm learning about all of that and i think and you know it's, it's, I'll tell you what's amazing to me. I have three sons and they are nothing like that. They are enjoying their life. It's amazing. And I try to enforce a lot of those ways because I only do one way on them and they're not going. <laughs> they love me. They're like, nah, we don't even know how you go for that, mom. But you know what? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, all right, mm-hmm, but we're not doing that, but that's you. You got to, and, and I'm looking, I'm like, wow, which is, I'm happy that they're not the same way. It's just that that's just 
how I've always been. But I'll tell you something about um, what I believe about paths and when your life turned to a certain direction for a certain reason. I actually wrote eight, I wrote nine self-help books. They, it's like amazing. Amazing. That is amazing. It, it is because if you read them, you'll connect with it. You, you'll connect. It's just, I don't know. I call this strange, but you know how they say everybody have their calling, their direction, where they're supposed oh, to be yes. doing. There are some people who connect to it and sometimes the, your, your, your universe can be giving you your calling it's going right over the person's head and they're missing it. <laughs> Well, the thing is, um, my calling went from, well, it's not even because I'm still writing my books, but books and my podcast. And for me to open up my platform to all of these different phenomenal people, a lot of them are therapists, people that give this great information and know about self-care. And um, maybe that's the universe giving me the help I need for the next level. Amen to that. Yes. And that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, what I, I mean. Unity, so. connection, and making sense of, you know, just that openness that you're describing, like being open to any possibility, any and all possibilities, right? Like appreciating the now and, oh, so this does make sense. I'm, I'm connecting with like-minded people. And each time we have this interaction, I learn a little bit more of myself and, the other person benefits too right so yeah absolutely wait a minute um angel you benefit what did you benefit from me (laughs) oh many things just a delight well one this opportunity to even be on your show for sure thank you wonderful energy thank you knowledge of writing because i'm working on many projects and one is you know i want to write several different kind of books as well but you know just writing itself um, mm-hmm. is a process and that's new to me um, so I'm developing those skills a bit more but um, but yeah just ask for the words and they'll come to you that's right say it out loud and they'll come to you it's amazing that experience when you speak to other writers they talk about that they're like when I say it they're like yeah so it's just it, it'll come to you but you you are so you're great at what you do you're patient. You choose the right words. Not one word did you say to me made me feel any kind of way. Mm. I connected with you. I didn't. I mean, I feel great, and I am taking this as a learned lesson. And I really do hope that anyone who's listening, you one thing about people, we're all connected in some kind of way. So there is. An angel and everyone listening there's some little piece of everyone in us what I mean by that is the way we do things maybe or the way that things happen does that make sense mm-hmm. Absolutely. and um you know I just want angel just gave up they wait they call it dropping gems you ever heard of that <laughs> she, she just dropped some gems y'all <laughs> And we have to, you know, um, try to be mindful and listen. I see. I listened to you. I was open and ready to receive. Mm, that's true. Oh, very excellent point there. The readiness to receive is very important because a lot of times that's where we miss our 
our messages, right? Our connections, if we're not in an open state and that's okay too, also to anyone's listening, you know, it's about that timing, you know, and if we're guarded and, and not ready, you're just not ready. Right. And that's okay. Um, that's but, right. You know, when you get in, into more of the receptive state and being open, then that is prime time to, you know, to start healing, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're more in a relaxed state, you can genuinely connect. You're more willing to be open to connect with somebody and therefore able to receive messages. And you have a genuinity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, just a connection. It's This is deeper than, I mean, listen, uh, there are therapists. I can name a couple of them. <laughs> but you know, there's a gift. It could be because you've been through things, you know, when you were younger and it it, it leaves you open to be able to help. Mm-hmm. Or that's your gift. That's it. Amen. Thank you very much. Um, I, I wasn't kidding. You know, I'm very passionate. I do believe I'm living my purpose. And I do think this was why in your suffering and, um, because of how some of these, you know, influences um, and experiences that caused me a lot of grief. My own actions caused me lots of painful consequences, but it was rooted in my trauma. And they were just my adaptive strategies that I had no idea, right? Um, And so when I've I've always had faith, but of course, always battled that, you know, I don't know, God, uh, uh, you know, and went back, you keep going back to what you know. And once I finally surrendered, which was pretty much 2019, um, you know, everything shifted when you just finally can look at that part of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's not so pleasant to look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really just let go of all the false sense of security and um, fear and just embrace the loneliness, the sadness, the shame, um, and take ownership for all the bad choices. Um, It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. But as you move through it, and then on the other side, it's amazingly beautiful and peaceful. Mm. And now, you know, it's a clearer vision it's just it's it's been a beautiful transformation and self-compassion and letting go of judgment I mean I criticize myself so much where you know when I find myself criticizing other people it was because I had that such a strong dislike for myself at the time and so now again when you have that love for yourself and acceptance for yourself it makes everything so much easier because you can genuinely accept another person for their faults, hmm. for everything, because nobody is perfect. Nobody's perfect. I do believe that everybody's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is true. <laughs> That's that other part. <laughs> that, you know, um, yeah, it's just life. Mm-hmm. But could you please share your website with everybody? Because oh, y'all just just got a sample. This lady is good. <laughs> uh, sure. My website is Angel Hiles. That's A N G E L 
H-I-L-E-S dot com. And on your website, they can book, right? Bookings and you do everything through the website. Yes, yes. Um, And plus, you could email me and my phone number's on there. Um, So if if you have questions, yeah, absolutely. Everything's on there. And make sure you say, I heard you on Mohani Loves Podcast. And then she'll know where you came from. (laughs) (laughs) That will be awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. You are very welcome. guys. Thank you you for listening to Mohani Loves Podcast. Let's talk about it. And never forget, I love you.